Welcome to Trans Stories. I am Amy Stevens. Trans Stories is a production of the Transformation Thursday podcast. We record live at the fabulous Fetter Building in Rochester, New York. And trust me, if you'd ever drove up to it, you wouldn't think it was that fabulous. But here we are anyway. We really want to thank WAYOFMLP here in Rochester for allowing us this studio space. Uh, this is going to be our second or third episode. I'm not quite sure how we'll get this edited and figured out, but it's going to be our second or third episode of the Trans Stories Podcast. Remember the Trans Stories Podcast, a collection of podcasts that's about transgender, non-binary experiences. And today I have with us a very unique guest in that her transgender story is one from the perspective of the child of a transgender person and how she reacted to it and how she's processed it. And so, but the interesting thing is I'm, I grabbed her this week because she's home for spring break and she's my daughter. So she didn't really have much choice. If she wanted to get some lunch today, she was coming with me. So I would like to welcome to this, to the Trans Stories podcast, my daughter, LaRue Ann. And you might notice we have different last names, but for reasons, we're going to maintain some privacy here. So that was her request. So LaRue Ann, welcome to Trans Stories and speaking with your father. Thank you. So we're just going to have you move this a little bit closer to the microphone, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. So that way we can hear you. So just pull that a little bit closer. All right. Fantastic. And we got that taken care of. So anyway. So LaRue, how do you feel about being here today with with your parent? I'm a little nervous now that it's happening, but I'm excited. Well, just kind of, you know... Never mind the headphones on your head, the microphone in front of you. Just kind of pretend it's you and I having a conversation. It's probably one that's probably a little overdue. So, probably. Um, yeah, but and the nice thing is, is maybe ten people will hear about it. So it's it's not you know. Yeah. Don't worry, th- but this will probably be the episode that goes viral. So don't no no pressure. If it does, follow my Instagram. Oh, okay, fantastic. <laughs> well, put tell us what your Instagram is. Underscore Larue Ann. How do you spell Larue Ann? L A R U E A N N. Well, that is fantastic. So Larue, that is an interesting name. How did you get that name? Um, um <laughs> 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 a book. A book. <laughs> yeah. And your parents are crazy, right? Oh yeah, they they really they really stuck me with a great name. I think it's a great name. I'm going to defend that here for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, I've gotten a little annoyed with it after a while just because I have to explain it to people. And then there's the people that just like to make jokes about it. One time I was with this friend and something crazy was happening to me and he laughed and was like, nothing in your life is real. It's all a little ruse. And that was like the best joke that's ever been made about my name. Well, at least he can understand the humor for it and appreciate it for what it is. But have you actually sat down and read the books? Do you remember them at all? We listened to the audiobook on um, on like a road trip once. It was yeah, really good. Yeah, but you're like, what, five or six? No, I was like 10 or 11. Oh, so you do remember it. I do remember it, yeah. They I mean, were really interesting stories. I mean, they are interesting stories, but you are also, uh, you know, I think you're very much in the spirit of that LaRue who we took the name from. Mm-hmm. So The rebellious one. Well, in talking about that, we took the, the name from a series of books called Children of the Promise by Dean Hughes. It is um, Mormon fiction, but it was based in World War II, so... Um, so, but you you grew up Mormon. Your your parents both were converts to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, mm-hmm. and um, you know we talked about this on the car ride down here. But you know, talk about growing up within the LDS Church and what that means to you now. And I know you and I have very different views on that, and that's okay. Yeah, I think 
because I, I feel like I had a really unique upbringing when it comes to religion because I was raised in a very intense religion, but then also I went to, I had like a Catholic education. So as I got older, my mindset definitely expanded because I was like involving myself with another religion and I was learning a lot, but my upbringing as a kid with the church kind of I don't even remember it that well. I feel like I was just going through the motions as a kid. I don't really think any kid in the church is like really 100% committing themselves. I feel like when you get older, you have to make that decision for yourself. They call it like true conversion when like everyone has a conversion moment, even people who are born into the church. And for me, I didn't have that moment. And that's why I'm not as involved anymore. Yeah, and I think there's something with that. I mean, <clears throat> I think we all grow up thinking the religion that we grow up in if we're you know i you know this i was grown I, I grew up lutheran and i had a very literal view that you know especially coming from the 70s and 80s that the lutheran church is right it's better than the catholic church it's better than the baptist on the street whatever it is it was yeah. like it was the church mm -hmm. and you know and i think you know when i joined the, the mormon church i was looking for that church i was seeking something greater than myself in my life so i can understand what you're saying so you're just saying you guys brought me to church so i just kind of believed it Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, also, I feel for as much like with social life, too, I stuck with it for so long to keep that social life that I had with it, because these kids that I had grown up with since I was like six years old, they're like my best friends. And I wanted to see them every day with seminary or with youth activities. I would see them every day or every week or every month. Either way, I had a community within that upbringing and I didn't want to let it go. Now, you're away at college, right? Yeah. I, I mean, you're not around most of the time anymore, so no, yeah. we do notice that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what's your church activity like now that you're away at school? I haven't been to church in a while. Oh, you haven't been to church in a while? <laughs> no. Well, you have been here, though. Didn't you go last weekend? I didn't. I ended up sleeping oh. in until 1130. Solid choice. Uh-huh. Yeah. But when you do come home, you do hang out with your church friends. So, I do. And even though you're not active in the church, you don't lead what would be considered a traditional Mormon life. I mean... Mm -hmm. You're drinking coffee sometimes. You're doing other party activities on weekends <laughs> and things at school, yeah, right? Yeah, college, college life, yeah. You're, you're leaving the college life. I mean, but how are your friends with, your Mormon friends here, and how are they with you? Um, well, the ones that I'm still close with are really super accepting. Um, I get lunch, like my, I have three friends, and we have like a group chat for lunch, and we always try to plan like a lunch date when either when I'm in town or at least once a year now that we're like starting to go our separate ways because they're going to be graduating high school soon. So we always try to meet up together, and we always chit-chat about our lives, and I tell them everything. I'm completely 100% honest. I don't pretend to be someone I'm not, and they are super accepting. And my best friend, Hannah, her and I hang out every single time I'm home, and she is incredible, and we have some of the best conversations ever because, you know, we've had a friendship for almost 12 years, and I am lucky enough to have people in my life that would never let something as simple as religion end that friendship that we had built. So I'm really fortunate. You know, and, I, you know, and I've spoken <coughs> with this about other people, and I, yeah, you've probably heard me say this. I, for me, because, you know, we live here in Rochester, New York. I grew up in Minnesota. Your mom grew up in Southern California. We don't have family here. You don't have cousins nearby. I think your church friends became your cousins at some levels because oh, we yeah. went to, you know, holiday events, and we do parties with them. So, you mm -hmm. know, we had dinners with them. So those became your cousins the way 
Yeah. The way I had cousins when I was growing up. And I, I mean, and I love that, that, mm-hmm. and especially with, as you mentioned with Hannah, that you two still have this relationship and you still get along and oh, yeah. she's very active in the church, but yet doesn't hold your choices against you. And no. I, and I, and I love that. So yeah. I, I'm yeah. happy that we live here and you can have mm. that community and still have the freedom to be yourself. Yeah, definitely. I'm really lucky. Yep. So, <coughs> so talk a little bit real quick, you know, you mentioned real quick going to Catholic school, mm-hmm. uh, and how did, you know, because you grew up with this, you know, right-wrong notion of that the Mormon church teaches that it's the one true church on the face of the earth, mm-hmm. and then in ninth grade, your, you know, your mom and I threw you into an all-girls Catholic school, so talk about that and how that changed your perspective on the world. Um, well, so I went into Catholic school with a very, I still had a very strong mindset and a very narrow mindset when it came to religion. I was, I was loud and proud Mormon and I made that really clear, like first day of school. I remember that. I rose my hand in, in, um, theology class because we were making this timeline according to like biblical things that happened. And I was like 600 years before Christ was born Nephi and his family went across the sea. I was like, <laughs> like I said, I was like, this is what happened. I'm going to tell you about this. And <laughs> I mean, luckily, my teacher was super accepting, had studied the Mormon religion before. And she was like, yeah, sure, we accept all viewpoints here. So she put it on the board. And I was like, I have earned my place here. But really, I had just shown the entire class that I was crazy. <laughs> like, basically, that's 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 what I had um, decided to show everyone. And so real quick, so I'm going to jump in. So you were, were you viewing this as a missionary opportunity for you? Because we talked yes. about, there's talked about so much and like, you're going to yeah. go to this Catholic school and be a missionary. Yeah, of course. I was, when I was, like, when I would talk to people in in my church, they'd be like, okay, so like you're going here to show like a good example of what Mormons are. Like you're going to show the, like you're going to, I, gonna, this I is think a I may have said that to you. Yeah. You may have said that to me. Like a lot of people did. I apologize now. It's all good. Um, but even one of my closest friends now, her name's Tori. She, <laughs> she said that she thought I was crazy. You and are. The, well, yeah, but for different reasons, but like she, like her and I did not mesh well in the beginning of high school. Like her and I hung out, but then like we had like a weird falling out because her and I were just like so different on opinions. And all of freshman year, I would talk about like my religion. I always spoke up in my theology class and I was just so loud and proud. And like, she was like, this chick drives me crazy. We were talking about it a while ago. Now her and I are like best friends. It's great. Well, (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I definitely made an interesting image for myself. You continue to make an interesting image for yourself, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. So talk about though how, you know, from my perspective as your parent, I have this vision, but, you know, how did going to a Catholic school open up? Because not only from a religious standpoint, but also you uh-huh. somehow became friends with a lot of people, how I would term it, are on the LGBTQ spectrum. Yeah, definitely. Um, So something... I noticed a lot about Catholics is that a lot of them are in the closet, like so many of them, <laughs> like a lot of Mormons too. Yeah, like they're they're so I met so many, especially like in that in this like tight community. I met so many girls that were just in the closet, either pan, bi, lesbian, trans. I met I met someone at the time who was named now goes by the name Liam on is on HRT, great person. Um, and, like, I've, I met a lot of people that were in the closet. I know someone that's still in the closet and goes by, and, like, 
amazing. And as I started to meet all these great people that I kind of been taught were like getting in the way of God's plan, I was, I was like, I don't think God would have a problem with these people. They're perfectly good people. Now, why wouldn't God have a problem with these people? Well, because like, it's hard to explain, but I think there are people that are cisgendered and heterosexual that are doing way worse things than the gay girl that's in my his- that was in my history class. Like it's it's super simple. Like the sanctity of marriage. Like, but yeah. look at our president. With I think he's on his third marriage, and he likes <laughs> to grab women by anatomy. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, no. So you so you saw through some of the hypocrisy. Yeah, definitely. And then also just from a religious standpoint, the whole exclusive one shoe church thing wasn't sitting right with me because first of all, I met. I met Sisters of Mercy who had dedicated their entire life to a religion and, and were honestly trying to make change within the religion because the Sisters of Mercy are very liberal in comparison to other Catholic organizations and they were doing amazing things. And one of, one of my teachers, she had marched in the Civil Rights Movement, which I thought was so cool. And she talked about like LGBTQ rights all the time in class too. And I was like, this chick is my favorite person ever. And <clears throat> also just... When I took my world religions class senior year, I had already had like a pretty open mindset at that time, but that opened it up even more because I was learning about all like these native religions and um, Hinduism and Buddhism, and I was just so amazed by the amazing things that these religions were teaching. And I was like, how can our church, how can the Mormon church be the one true church if these religions are saying things that I agree with full heartedly? Yeah. Do you have any examples of that? Well, so. In Buddhism, they teach a lot about like peace and basically if you like once you like give up like yearning and longing, you can finally be at peace and they like they don't hurt people and like that was really important. Hinduism I liked because of its perspective on on like just the whole life cycle in general, but one thing I didn't agree with was the case system. It was basically just like establishing classism but like i loved learning the history of religions too like i loved learning about that i love that how like buddhism rose from hinduism to challenge classism and other things within hinduism that were that were flawed so if i if i want to wrap up this segment with you here talking about religion and Mm -hmm. school and everything it just sounds like you know you grew up in a very black and white right wrong religion with the mormon church Uh and because of personal reasons, we put you in an all-girls Catholic school, but mm-hmm. it ended up being a lot more liberal than maybe what we could have ever imagined in yeah. some regards. I imagine because it was a Catholic school that there still were those conservative elements there. Yes. But you ended up migrating towards your LGBTQ friends within the school and other mm-hmm. friends that were more liberal yeah. and identified you know, with your... Um, Sister, I can't remember her name, and that's okay. We don't need to mm. mention her here. But you end up, you know, taking a religion class with a sister who's also very liberal. So mm-hmm. it really just expanded your boundaries. Definitely. So, well, let's get into the trans story part of it. So how, how does that background then play into, you know, one of your parents coming out? Hmm. Okay. So I don't think... My background would have changed the way I would I, re- I first reacted. Well, I mean, so I was raised to be pretty accepting because because you were in and out of the church, you kind of 
served as like another an outside influence that helped me be accepting and then since I was in my senior year of high school when he came out to me I was I was in a much more open mindset so I was able to handle it somewhat well but I did we, we all saw the way I reacted yeah I mean you're 17 years <coughs> old I mean 16 17 years old when I first started coming out to mm-hmm. you and I think one of the things that complicated this is when I was still trying to explore and put a final tag on everything you mm-hmm. know I came out to you as gender queer, not transgender. Yeah, you did. So how did that complicate the issue for you? Well, I was, at first, the way I processed it for the first few months when you came out to me, I was able to say, well, my dad only identifies as a woman like every once in a while. Like, I still have my dad. I -hmm. still have, I still have, I'm not going to say the name, but I still have that person that I grew up with. Thank you. Yeah. I would have edited it out. Yeah. I still have that person I grew up with. I still have that person in the scrapbooks. So yep. it's okay. And we haven't torn up any pictures. Nope. Then but there's still our summer on the house. Yeah. I, I, I still struggle to look at them every once in a while because you just like look so different. But yeah. I was cute both. I'm cute both ways. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, Fair enough. Nobody wants to think about that from a parent perspective. I mean, it was it was really hard for me to imagine. Also, like it was almost like you were leading a double life. And you, like you were because no, that, that, you would go I, out. I would bring that up to your mom on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that was hard for me, believe yeah. it or not. You would go out, put on that wig that I hate so much. <laughs> All my and wigs are in the garbage or in the landfill goodness. by now. Thank goodness. Um and you would, you had like stand-up comedy and improv groups and all these new friends. And I was like, who the hell is my dad? I was so confused. And then when you came out as trans, I was like, okay, so my dad's completely gone. And that was difficult. But like throughout the entire thing, I never thought, wow, I hate my dad or, oh, I don't love my dad anymore. That was never something that crossed my mind. But you still, but do you still see me as dad? I definitely don't see you as mom, so that's no, and and you know, and I've been very and I've been very yeah. explicit about that with your mom, definitely with since you, the and your sisters. I'm not going. I can't claim that title, and yeah. I do know other trans women that do have some version of mom that they're addressed by their children. But for me, I just think in the way our relationship is, you know, within our family, I don't think that would be fair to your mom. So I yeah. never wanted to claim that. Yeah, no, that's why I call you parents sometimes. <laughs> and that's that was that started off as a more sarcastic thing, but now every once in a while I'll refer to you as that. And sometimes when I have to like explain it to people, I'll say, Well, my dad identifies as this just so like they know that like it was like original like my dad. Not my not my mom. Like and I try to I try to explain it to people the best they can and they're like, So so do you call do you call her mom now? Sometimes they'll use male pronouns and then I'll have to be like she and or her and I'll have to explain all that but I just could never I don't think I could ever call you anything else but dad yeah like when we're like Mm non-ironically just because I I still like the way the way you are in my life like the things I talk to you about it's still very much like a father-daughter conversation yeah but we've I think I've always had a pretty non-typical that's true relationship in regards because yeah, some of the before thing, you came out yeah some of the things you tell me um i think you, a lot of people would be surprised about what you tell me and i mm-hmm. think there's even 
I was thinking about one time when I picked you up from college and you're telling me about your dating life and I'm like, I think you actually found my line. So Yeah, well then you you've, you yeah, I found the line, but luckily you had found li- my lines many times beforehand, so it wasn't a very uncomfortable conversation. No, and I but I also think you and I and and I think one of the things looking back, I think one of the best things you we ever gave you as parents was the gift of counseling. Mhm. How do how do you think that has helped you? Like you mean like having a therapist or Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, when I had first asked for a therapist, it was it had nothing to do with like No, it was, it was it was other issues. It was other issues like, you know, middle school trauma. I was super depressed. I had just finished up my freshman year and I had I had hardly a social life cuz I hadn't really made many friends yet. Because you're trying to be a missionary. Probably, you're right. Um, I hadn't made too many friends yet, and I had I had people's numbers. I had people that I talked to, people who signed my yearbook and everything, and people that I chit-chatted with, but I hadn't really made a best friend. And so I was feeling very depressed because I also didn't feel connected to my friends back in public school that much either. So I was feeling super lonely and still holding on to trauma. So I was able to go see a wonderful therapist who I automatically connected with. And I've been with her for like four years now. Yep. And it's been pretty good. And she's been able to be there through like literally everything I've had. My like eating disorder issues. um, My first heartbreak. Um... Yeah, we don't need to talk about him. No, we don't. I have I mean, I have nothing bad to say about him anymore, but you know, it was at the time I needed someone to go through those feelings cuz she she described it as a loss. Like I had lost like the first person I had ever loved, and she was able to like get me through that. So like through literally every like landmark thing that happens in high school, like like it's like puberty, um body image issues which happens to so many girls and like relationship issues and then some parent issues in senior year she was able to help me process all of that so I could still come out as like a loving and happy person all in all and I and you know what and I actually would describe you as that I mean Mm -hmm. you're not without issues and you still have I mean and you know you went away to college last August and Mm so let's how was that transition in your life you know because not only because i finally fully came out to what april of last year april of last year and that's that that was like right when i found that email yep so uh, you'd come out to me as chance and i found out about the divorce like so same you week. so you're processing some big huge events mm-hmm. all at one time plus you're getting ready to go to college so you know yeah. talk about talk about that transition how that all came together played you know how that worked out for you not very well, honestly. First okay. semester, I was I was kind of a hot mess. Um, <clears throat> not only did I I not I hadn't really finished processing everything that had happened my senior year of high school with you and mom, and so I was I was kind of first of all I was using humor as a coping mechanism, which I always do. Well, you inherited that from your comedian parent yes I definitely got that from you so I would joke about it with my friends I'd be like oh my dad's a woman my dad's a lesbian <laughs> and I would make all these jokes and all um, true by the way mm-hmm, all true but I would just kind of play it off and make it really lighthearted, and then I would like and then I would have like panic attacks about coming back home and it would be really hard. And then I was in like this weird relationship for like two weeks where like as soon as I finally had like worked through my issues and I was like, OK, I'm ready to like commit to you. He was like, 
yikes, never mind, let's break up. And then that, like, messed up my head. And so, like, everything that had happened with, like, the first month and a half of school basically set the tone for the rest of the semester. And, yeah, and, but your parents were also telling you to do what while you were at school? Focus on your studies. What else? Be strong. What else? I don't know. Get a counselor? <laughs> Get a counselor. Yeah. I so, don't I so didn't really like the counselors at my school though. I know, but at least it's somebody to go in and talk to privately. I did, and I did go to counseling. I remember I was talking to my friend about what had been going on. It was like right during this this rough time, like first week of October, and I was like, I don't know what to do and she was like, Have you gone to a counselor yet? And I said, No, not yet and she was like, Okay, we're walking to the health center right now. And she walked me to the health center, she got the form for me, and I filled everything out, and I had an appointment scheduled for the next week. There you go. Yeah. And I think that helped you at some point. Definitely. You know? But also, too, if you need to make an appointment with your counselor here in Rochester, you know, always check with her and uh -huh. see if we can, mm -hmm. you can do it over, you know, yeah. Skype or FaceTime, whatever you want to mm -hmm. use. So, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I've done that before, and it works out very well. So, if it you does. need somebody, just call your parents. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, but, you know, and also let's just throw in here real quick and, you know, we're getting close to time where we should probably start thinking about wrapping up. But, mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned, you know, your dad's a woman, mm -hmm. a lesbian. Yeah. And finds herself in a relationship late last year. <laughs> that was when I dyed my hair. <laughs> Are when those two the events? Day, the, day, the day you told me that you had a girlfriend, I walked to CVS and I got hair dye. So I was like, nope, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I was like, I need to dye my hair right now. <laughs> So I dyed my hair. And so, what? but, you know, I mean, the, the relationship has since ended, I mm -hmm. mean, fairly cleanly. Um, I don't want to get into the details of that to respect her privacy. But, I mean, mm -hmm. how, how did you feel about your transgender parent, you know, in this relationship, working through the divorce and everything else? So, I mean, where was your head with that? I, I was not pleased. <laughs> okay. Um, just because, for me... It, it felt like a blink of an eye since I had just like found out that my parents were divorcing. And, you know, I saw that you were happy at the time, and I tried to keep that in mind the whole time. Throughout everything, this the whole coming out process and the transitioning process has put me through. I've always thought about your happiness first. Oh, thank you. Because I know that, like, I because I remember when you were not on hormones, when you were a grumpy irritable person and i remember screaming matches that we would have and i would much rather have this person this this parent you can say amy this amy than that person back then because and even though it's taken me a while to realize that i just i have this remember that one car ride where like you and i like you we like yelled a lot and then like i yeah. like yeah that was a rough night and like it was one of like the worst fights I'd ever had with anyone ever and I was I was just, and I didn't understand what I had done I had been a little snippy but like all in all it was just it was like it was it was bad and I just now you're so much happier and I could never imagine you screaming like that now I don't think you're just a much more peaceful happier person now that you're you're who you are and you're in your own skin yeah, I would agree with that. And I, you're, it's funny because, you know, you're, you know, my ex-girlfriend asked a similar question to your younger sister, and she said about the same words that you did. So, mm -hmm. you know, so we're two for two on the kids. Both kids Definitely. would rather have Amy than that old grumpy guy who is not comfortable in his skin. So Definitely not. Yeah. yeah. And I think your mom is there, too. Yeah, Definitely. 
Yeah, and I mean, and that doesn't diminish for in you know for you or, or for Clarissa. It doesn't mean you you shouldn't or can't mourn for the person that mm-hmm. was lost because I am a different person. Yeah. There are elements of that person within me. Yeah, I still have the smart ass <laughs> element. <laughs> I thank God. I don't ever want to get rid of that. So No, never. But I th- but I think this is a good place to to wind it up. What do mm-hmm. you think? I think so. I mean So where yeah. do we go from here? Let's let's uh, let's make that the final question. Where <laughs> does LaRue Ann and Amy Stevens go from here? I think you and I have a fantastic relationship. I mean, I think honestly, like holiday break really helped me like really settle in and I'm much more comfortable. I was able to, I had a month to get used to everything and that was great. And I think that it can only get better from here. I only have nerves about one thing and it's a really stupid thing. Okay, I want to hear this. (laughs) I'm so scared of my wedding (laughs) because your side of the fam, like I'm like, you're all going to be sitting on my side. Like my mom, my mom's side, my mom's extended family and you, and I just like the combination, but that's just something I'll have to get over. Well, I think my inclination on that is the people that will be there who will know that I am there will be supportive. That's true. So, you know, and even your, even your papa on your mom's side has, you know, in his own ways, I think, understands what I'm going through. He may not ag- good. agree with it, but I think for him, I think it's about the best response that we could have gotten. So, mm-hmm. But I'll leave that for somebody else to tell that story. Definitely. All yeah. right. Well, we are going to wrap things up. Awesome. Yep. So LaRue and my beautiful, wonderful, smart daughter who's going to knock it out of the park in the fashion world, we hope, right? Here's hoping, yep. Yep. So I want to thank you for coming in and know that I love you and love thank the world. So, all right, we will be right back with a quick wrap-up of Trans Stories right after this. To financially support Transformation Thursday, go to transformationthursday.com and that will bring you to our Patreon page. Once there, click on the Become a Patron button. You can also follow us online on Facebook. You can follow us by searching for Transformation Thursday Podcast. And please join our private Facebook group by searching Transformation Thursday on Facebook. On Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us at TransThursPod. To make sure you stay up to date with all the latest episodes, please subscribe to the Transformation Thursday Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google podcast or wherever you get your podcasts on apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and a short review it's free and it does help get transformation thursday out to a larger audience finally transformation thursday is copyrighted material all rights reserved 2020 welcome back to trans stories i'm amy stevens my pronouns are she her once again i'd like to thank my daughter larue ann for coming in and spending some time on her spring break to chat about my transition. I think this is probably the longest stretch that we've been able just to talk like this. So I think this is pretty fantastic. I know I found it therapeutic. I hope she did too. And I just want to say, you know, if you want to tell your transgender story on Trans Stories Podcast, um, find a way to drop me a line. Do it on Facebook. Do it on Patreon. Do it on Twitter. However you want to reach out to me feel free to do so. If you want to send me an email, you can do that. My email address is Amy Stevens. Stevens is spelled S-T-E-P-H-E-N as in Nancy S. So S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S 617 at gmail.com. 
That's amystevens617 at gmail.com. So I hope to hear from you and also swing by transformationthursday.com. Check out our Patreon page and hopefully you'll sign up to become a patron. Once again, for LaRue and I am Amy Stevens. Thank you and have a great night.